Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kitties around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and your drinking JC All we know and all we talk about is booty booty It's time to get this body started tonight You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs Yeah, that's Amy Walsh Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix Jimmy, though, on, on the dark web it was like literally like three texts up the thread. It was like, confirm for 8 a.m., guys, news and dubs. He's like, what time is this happening this morning? It's like, fuck, really? Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. Jimmy Brennan. No, fuck. Jimmy's me. use of the dark web is, is terrible because he won't read anything other than what he's written. So we have a conversation <laughs> about topics or times of shows. Like, like you said, literally three posts up, and yeah, nope. It's all about me right now. I'm owning the airwaves on yep. the dark web right now. You guys have text to... too much. It's too hard. Dubs, what? Dubs, you answer yourself, though. You know that, right? If, I am if... aware. <laughs> okay, just as long as you're aware. <laughs> if Charms, hey, Charms and Wonger, what are we doing about la, 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 and then 15 minutes later? So I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> she has the answer for us. No, I can wake up in the morning and there's like 87 messages waiting for me or for us. And they're all from dubs. Oh, it's not that bad. Is it's it? a full conversation, though. Oh, God. It's like two Spider-Men pointing at each other. Can I tell you, though, there's, there's, self, there's self-editing that happens, though, because like I'll see something on, on Twitter or even Instagram. And I was like, oh, and it's like, send the little box with the arrow. And then I'm like, no, no, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dubs, so JP you've been or a my sister's part. getting memes instead. <laughs> you've, you've been a wonderful part of the family, though, for a year this week. That's true. Yeah. Like you joined the, 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 your first appearance was a year this week, we were told. Of course, we knew that already. We didn't need to be told that. Second appearance, right, fuckers. It was her second, second appearance. Yeah, Wonger forgot. Oh, was, was like, it second was appearance? It? You were on prior to that? I'm like, yes. Yes, I was. It was super memorable. 
she, she I like how, how Rhonda, Rhonda Browntree, who's we all know as Dubs' this burner account, said that Brownlee. that was the Genesis Brownlee. edition. Brownlee, sorry. Brownlee, Brown sorry. Tree? What was the... Uh, <laughs> did I say Browntree? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that book recording, remember Dubs? The context right, of sorry. that conversation. May you rest in peace. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was the Genesis episode. So I think we, we've got many a listener since, since Dubs' appearance. And, uh, you know, I think the winner is the podcast world. I think the loser is misogyny. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck misogyny and welcome to those four listeners. Menace, they lost misogynists, I think, as well. Uh, right? Sorry. So we want to be even now. We lost four misogynists in the last year, but we gained four, four non-misogynists. <laughs> Anyway, um, congratulations, Dubs, Thank for you. making it this far. Yeah. Would, you, would you think, when you look back, you know, on, on your debut all those months ago, you know, mm-hmm. and you were told then you'd still be on the show? Yeah. Would, would your emotion be happiness? Depend what? Um, I think I'd be perplexed and surprised. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's almost that... a year from the first time we've met each other in person. That's when we true. went and ate vegan food. I know. When Yummy. I first fell in love with Wonger. Yeah, wow. And the love has just grown and blossomed since. <laughs> Jeez. So dumb. It's true. Oh, I'm wow. in friend love with you, Wonger. Wait, yeah. Well, you know what? You've been uh, such a great addition. I was talking to my uh, sister-in-law, and I just said she, she's given us such a great breadth of more content. We can talk about breath. breadth. Breast. No, oh, I don't. I never breast. go breast with you. That's not your. <laughs> that's not your strong point. Um, sure. <laughs> <It's> fair. <laughs> but you give us an opportunity to talk about so much more because of your experiences and your insight, and it's always been so much better for the podcast across the board. So thanks for joining us for a year now, um, and congratulations. I was listening to yesterday's podcast four years in for us. And even more, I got to Ottawa safely in my uh, in my rickety old car. I might That's- be able to afford a 2013 Venza next year. <laughs> <laughs> That's the real miracle there, I think. You got there in one piece because when you chimed in, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm on there. Did your hood stay down? I had to stop on 407. I was on the pay highway. I pulled over and shut it. And I was like, that was really dangerous. So... Anyway, it's good times. It was a good time. Um, going back four years now, quickly, uh, Danny Dicchio, by the way, and his Sacramento Republic could win the Western Conference this weekend. Really cool. His moves worked out pretty well for him, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a part of him died when he left Footy Prime. But uh, the old coaching career is looking pretty good right now. So congratulations to, to Deitch and Sacramento, if, if you make it. It was up this weekend. Don't even know who they're playing, quite honestly. But good luck anyway. They may have played already. I don't know. I think it was uh, this weekend, though. Regardless, um, yeah, our uh, our pod club, Sacramento Republic, doing very, very well. Um, it's Thanksgiving as well. We'll give you all this thanks right now and this, this self-congratulatory um, theme off the top here. What are we thankful for sports-wise? Anything you're thankful for, Craig Forrest? You gotta be thankful. Oh, there's for so many things, so many things. I just can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's got to be something out there, right? 
<laughs> oh, the opportunities are coming fast and thick. I just I'm so privileged. <laughs> your your cup runneth over. Yeah, I'm gonna go buy buy a leg of turkey because I can't afford a full one. <laughs> Well, someone's going to invite Craig over. I'm sure you'll get some invites for Thanksgiving. You must do. You're going over. You've you got a company, right, for Thanksgiving? Are you going somewhere? Surely. No. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Craig, Craig's, oh God. Thanksgiving, Craig's Thanksgiving dinner is going to be a uh, Big Mac meal, please, with Diet Coke. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've already done that a couple times. Come to my Listen, house. The supporters, club, to my house. the supporters Club are going to come out in force and provide a turkey for Craig somewhere. There's going to be a hot meal waiting for you on some hospitable table. I'm sure there is. Dubs, can you invite <laughs> Craig over? Yeah. I already said, come to Montreal. We'll have My turkey, table's we'll full. have nut loaf, mashed potatoes. Nut loaf? It's not going to be happening. Nut loaf, that's... This is what Is that a shot at Craig or what? <laughs> no, that's right. He'll only have half the nut loaf. loaf. <laughs> That's what my mother-in-law makes me every year. So what is it? Well, it's it's like cashews that are are ground, and then you add it to like kind of stuffing mix with with sage and um, mushrooms and celery and onions and all that sort of stuff, and you cook it, and it makes kind of like a you put it in a loaf pan and then you slice it, and it's lovely and brown and crisp and it's delicious. What do they call it? The one nut stuffing? That's right, a nut loaf. It's the forest special. <laughs> <laughs> Bra- forest Speaking of brown, crispy, and delicious, one is back. Oh, thank you, Sharms. I'm, I'm grateful and thankful for your widow's peak. It's something thank to talk you. about. It it's is pretty, uh, sensational. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Can I Eddie ask you, did, were you ever bullied for that widow's peak? Did anyone just kind of like draw lines no. on your forehead or anything? Not until now. No. Oh. No, I've got, I've got lines in my forehead, all right, but they weren't drawn on. That's that's Ooh. just experience. Um, no, never teased by would be. Maybe it's more common in England. I wonder, because I, it was never mentioned to me until I came to Canada. Oh, you got widow's peak? Do I? Oh, you're genetically predisposed yeah. to a wid- widow's peak because of your English heritage. <laughs> it must be an Anglo something or other. Yeah, I suppose. So as long as the hair's there, that's all I care about. No offense, Craig. But. It's like quotient, alu- aluminium, and widow speak. Yeah, quotient. And fluoride, obviously. Quotient. <laughs> quotient? Mm. It's called quotient in Canada? Mm-hmm. Really? I had no yes. idea. I've always called it quotient. Not that I, I mm-hmm. probably haven't used that word ever, actually, in my life, but I always thought it was quotient when I read it. Mm. Well, it quotient. is. That's what you say. Yeah, that's what. That's what we say here, even though we're a Commonwealth country. I was actually talking Strange. to Longer about this using the the British spelling, and I used to do that in my English class at Nebraska. I would take like the minus two points or percentage points, and I would deliberately write color C O L O U R or neighborhood O U. You rebel, you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Sharon, I think you have forest internet today. I do. Is it bad? It's not good. Again. Hmm. Should I jump out again and jump back in? Yeah, why don't you do that? We'll discuss other things we're thankful for. Did we get to Amy's? Amy's, are you thankful for anything? I'm thankful for you fuckers. (laughs) 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 No, I want to go back to that, though. I'm not back to me on this podcast, but, you know, you're talking about what I bring to you guys. And sure, I, I tick a box. 
but I think my box brings brings the podcast. Someone likes talking about the boxes she takes. You know, (laughs) but I, I love chatting with you guys every week. It's you guys talked about it as being therapy, but for, I mean, for me, it's that and more like it, it gives me a platform, but it gives me the, the space we can commiserate. And I, I just adore it. And maybe that's why I'm so active on the dark web. <laughs> Cause I'm on the once a week and I wasn't on on the Monday and I felt like I hadn't been on in ages. So you guys know that I listen to you in the other pods as well. So. I have to tell you, yesterday's podcast that, that I made that brief appearance, I laughed. You guys were really funny. Mm-hmm. Sharms and I are always amazed at how funny we are. We'll listen <laughs> and we'll go, God, we are funny. And when we started this, I knew humor was going to be a big part of it, but I didn't realize how good we've gotten and at listening to each other and being ready anyway, for that. Anyway, uh, moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Humor. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> you know, when you yourself recognize it as humor, it takes away from it just just a little bit. Oh, like, you're an asshole. Humor. Okay, Adam's <laughs> apple. That's humor in itself, though, right? But it's true. Often I'll, I'll we'll do a pod, right? And I think, ah, yeah, we're lacking something in that one. And then I'll re-listen to it because I actually do listen to all our podcasts because I'm an absolute loser like Dubs and Wonger. Um, but... <laughs> Often those ones are the best ones. It's, it's strange. It's always been that way with TV as well. You, you have a show like, man, I just don't think that clicked. And then you watch TV, Craig, like, oh, actually, that was really a solid show. It's strange. And then when you have a great show, you think, wow, we crushed it today. And then you yeah. rewatch it or re-listen. It's like, ah, yeah, it was okay, but not, not fantastic. Well, I have to say I felt badly for both Dubs and I as I was listening yesterday because I'm like, we're not on it. <laughs> and it's brilliant. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, this is not good for our future. <laughs> That's well, true. Well, one topic, we, one topic we got to, which I found, and it's funny because, you know, we, we put the rundowns together and we discussed this before, but we go on these tangents we don't expect. And the whole shirt tangent and gear tangent, we had no idea we were going there, but Craig was wearing that wicked row switched. And so it's about, you know, the baggy shirts and when it changed the tight shirts. Dubs, do you remember any significant gear change, kit change that you experienced when you played? Yes. And I was thinking about this this morning and it was actually a story that I told the first time that I was on, but since that was such a forgettable appearance, I can tell it again. (laughs) So when we switched from Umbro, uh, when I was first with the program in, in 98, and that's what we wore, uh, when we won CONCACAF and then for the world cup, the next year in 99, um, Adidas became the, uh, the brand for the national team. And they went from those old, like super heavy nylon material um, kit that we inherited from the men. So it was like double XL, way too big, ridiculous. Um, Greg was working against us to try to be aerodynamic on the pitch. Um, And like a nightmare, like um, for us, but like great for defenders because there was so much material and kit that you could grab kind of under the radar without the, the officials seeing Um, but then it went like this women's fit, but again, it was still that like not modern material and maybe it just didn't exist in the late nineties, but it was like painted on. So like, there was like no happy medium, you know? And then even my, like my sister-in-law came on as a sub in one game and she was embarrassed at how tight her shorts were. Like she didn't even want to do her warm up in front of the stands (laughs) because her shorts were so tight. Um, and then, and then later on it got a little bit better, but I feel like now, like the, like the modern kits, like maybe probably since 20, 
2010, or if you look at the women in 2012 when they won bronze, like that's when they you really sort of got into the proper women's fit because it's almost like they just took a men's kit and shrunk it down. So it was it was tighter fitting, but it was still ill fitting. And that I don't know that to me is probably a microcosm of 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 sport where the the women get stuff that's meant to be for them, but it's really just for the men. And then you just shrink it down a little bit and assume it'll fit, but it doesn't really. Sounds like were they actual hand me downs. Oh, a hundred percent they were. Yeah. So you could have been wearing like you could have been wearing Richard Hastings' kit. Mm-hmm. Or no, Richard Hastings was wearing Amy's kit. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That's the way to look at it, Forrest. Flip that it. narrative did on you, its head. Did you prefer like the, the do you prefer tighter kits though? Compared to the old baggy ones? Um I mean, yes, because it just was more functional. It just felt better. But I always loved like a like baggy shorts. Like now you look at the the women, I mean the men too, just across the board. Like it's almost like they're wearing volleyball shorts. Like it's like you look at the women in the kit that they were wearing at Ed Bimo last week. Like it's super tight, right? They're almost like spandex. So I mean, maybe I would think that would be comfy, but I wore like the sliders or the like the bike shorts underneath like the really baggy shorts. And I I loved that. You couldn't even really see any any skin because I wore the high socks and then the baggy shorts and there was some skin, I guess, happening underneath, but <laughs> wasn't visible. <laughs> yeah. I remember when uh, rugby went the same route as well from the old heavy baggy shirts to the tight, tight shirts. And then in rugby, like there's certain positions where you need to grab hold of the shirts to lift and in rucks and moors and stuff. Right. So you found the forwards would then switch over to a slightly baggier, slightly baggier top but the backs would wear skin tight, harder to grab onto and tackle. But the evolution of uniforms in sport. Um, see the Canada squad got announced for the Japan game? Mm-hmm. Some new faces, including your boy from Montreal there, Dubs. Uh, a very deserved call-up. Yeah, Mathieu Chouinier. I was really, really pleased to see him um, get included in that squad. I think like detractors will probably say that he gets the nod because it's Moro who's in charge and Moro knows him quite well. But I think his, his versatility um, gives him that nod and also his performance. But that's um, something, that, a topic that we talk about a lot is um, Grant Needham, who, who used to play with the national team. He's the color guy for TSN 690. He knows Forrest and, and Jimmy. And he always says, uh, jack of all trades and master of none. And um, I think that's worked against them a little bit here because whether it was Lasada or, or currently or Nancy, you can just slot them in anywhere. And that does give you a certain amount of flexibility as a coach in terms of your substitutions, much like Bev used to do with, with Janine Becky. You know, you start her wherever you want to start her on the pitch and then you make your subs as a result. And then you just sort of slide her around the pitch as needed. And it's almost like a bonus sub but he's best served in the middle of the park. So right now their best midfield three is Piet as that anchor. And then Nathan Saliba, another great young, um, young name. And you'll, you'll be hearing his name soon. I believe as part of that national team squad, he's 19 years old. He's a tremendous player, more defensive. Um, and then Chouinier in there as well. So instead of playing with the 10, like Lasada likes, it's almost like two box to box guys. And Chouinier fits in very, very well there. So I think it's a chance for him, and Mora was mentioning it, to test himself at a higher level in the environment to see how he, you know, fits in personality-wise into that environment, but also to test himself against 
some really formidable competition in the rest of that squad and hopefully get some minutes uh, maybe against against Japan. Sorry, I just want to jump into if you're hearing some uh, static, it's Amy's microphone rubbing against her sweater, oh. just so you know that. That's my sweater, but my mic is here. It's not near I my don't know. sweater. It's, I don't know why. Something's happening. Oh, you're putting your hair back. Adam's Maybe Apple. Jimmy lurking in the weeds. He's going to join us at some point. Lurking there. <laughs> Rustling. <laughs> off camera. Um, but, but Dubs, you, you make a, a good point there about how footballers nowadays more and more, they have to be so versatile. Pet Guardiola's footballers are a prime example, right? It doesn't matter who you are. You can pretty much play in any position. We saw Rico Lewis this week for Man City in the Champions League playing central in the midfield role, right? And, and this is a kid that can play anywhere according to Pep, right? And he's becoming a really important part of that team. I mean, that's the evolution, Craig, is not of, of football nowadays. Um, having your defined position, obviously you have your, your specialist position. I, I get that. But having that versatility is becoming more and more important to coaches. Mm-hmm. I, and I, don't, I think this is something we saw in South America a long time ago, you know, interchanging of positions, playing in different positions and being comfortable in them, not being stuck. Uh, there was a time in the, certainly the 80s and 90s in England, it was, you know, that this 4-4-2, very, very stiff and very robotic almost, very direct, uh, where the South Americans were interchanging positions and moving and movement and passing and movement and it just it, it was just far and beyond anything that uh the rest was seeing for the most part outside of a few countries the dutch were doing it the french a little bit germans but england had fallen behind in that matter one thing about this japanese side is it, it's just a this is a tough game for canada oh. it is not easy in their last four games they've scored 18 goals japan they beat who they beat in June? El Salvador, 6-0. Okay, that's nothing too great. CONCACAF team. Peru, 4-1. They beat Germany, 4-1 in Germany. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And then they went back and I think it was Turkey, 4-2. They beat in Japan. So, yeah, filling in the goal. So this is going to be a real test for Canada one way or the other. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the goalkeepers for us? Like, I would have loved to have seen, I mean, another, this is maybe my bias showing, but um, Jonathan Sirwa get a shout. But to bring mm-hmm. Borean back in, do you think he's brought in almost as insurance because Crepo's not ready to be that one yet, but they, they have his sights set on him filling that net eventually? Yeah, I think it's a tough one for uh, Moro Biello. I think with you, you don't want to abandon the goalkeeper completely more, uh, with Milan. You know, there's some loyalty there as well. He deserves to be part of it. I think he's proved that in the qualifying and whatnot that he's part of the squad uh his experience goes a long way um but it is great to see max crapo back in that lineup too and playing and playing very well man oh man he's made a couple fantastic saves he's looks really really sharp he put a lot of effort into his comeback into his rehab and and uh you know he was saying to me that when he was injured that he was going to try and concentrate on other things that he was weak on and he seems to have come back and he looks as, as good as ever so it'll be It'll be an interesting one to see what they do as far as picking uh, the goalkeeper. Well, but whatever happens is going to be busy. The Dane, Dane St. Clair, um, I also love his name because you can say it, you can mess it up and call him Claire St. Dane. And it still <laughs> sounds pretty good. So I like Claire St. Dane is his alter ego feminine side. It's a Claire St. Dane <laughs> is the keeper for the women's national team. 
it, it'll be perfect. So I know I, I, I've seen him play for Minnesota and I thought he might be ready to make that next step up. And I would say Crapo is still, I know Borjan's still there, but I'd say Crapo is your number one in my brain. Yeah. I think they're, they're heading that way at the moment for sure. Um, but the, the, the competition is good and it's going to be fierce. I would say, uh, right up to the 26 world cup. And I think that, the, you know, obviously club level would be watching to see how they perform at club level and regularly. And, you know, you never know what's around the corner, but uh, one thing about Max is from his point of view, coming back from that injury is, is the most important thing to get back into the, into the fray. And uh, I think he'll certainly enjoy it and he'll be welcomed back by the squad. He's a good, good squad player. Good, good man. You surprised I'm back, by the way. I, I had no idea what you just said the last two minutes. My, my headphones were dying. Uh, but are, are you surprised that Borean's been recalled? There was a lot of speculation regarding the Gold Cup about... Have you talked about this already? That was the yeah, question I asked for us. Yeah, Sorry. yeah the what, what, Can you repeat? Because I'm really interested in Craig's thought on this, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for going over this again, but I, I actually really care what Craig says, and I've got to hear what he says. You're going to have to listen to a back. <laughs> I'm not saying nothing else. <laughs> What's that? He's not, not going to anything you. else. You're going to have to listen to him. <laughs> was it a good answer, though? It was. Listen to me that. It was, Probably right? not. Uh, was no, like, it was a great promo answer. Promo-worthy? It was a great JC, answer. JC, was it promo-worthy? <laughs> <laughs> okay. what, what just transpired is definitely promo-worthy. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. Yeah, just the, the just the last 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, I had, um, I had so, asked Forrest Charms just, you know, is Borean's inclusion, is that because Crapo's not quite ready yet because he's returning off that injury and gotten back into the club environment? And then Forrest very eloquently lent his his valuable opinion as a goalkeeper to that discussion. I see. That he's still you. not going to give you the answer to Charms. I'm <laughs> dying now. To the show. <laughs> I'm dying. But Can listen, I... all I'll say is, I don't know what happened at the Gold Cup, but it's a new slate, new coach, black canvas, and uh, if were issues in the past, maybe you're leaving them in the past. Okay, that's what I'm saying, because you probably repeated just that. <laughs> Can I ask this question about Luc de Fougeral? Is that right, Amy? Mm-hmm. Um, He's getting called up. He's 17. How big a deal is this for a 17-year-old, especially the fact that he could have played? He was born in England. Um, Montreal dad, de Fougeral, right? Um, what does this mean for a young player? And what does it mean to make that choice to play for Canada now? Is this a tough tr- Like, would he have been called up? Because he's in Fulham. Would he have been called up by the English team? Tell me how this works. Go for us. Oh, I thought Craig was going to answer me. Yeah, me too. Oh, I thought you said Amy. Sorry. Oh, no. Yeah, you, you did say Amy. Did I? Uh, sorry. I, well, I think uh, he asked me Maybe about, that was the, the name pronunciation. pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, so you're wondering whether or not like, you'd be well, good how enough for a, England? No. How, yeah. How big a deal is it choosing Canada? And how big a deal is it going to your getting called up by the national squad? Mm, well, it's a big deal at that age, obviously. Exciting. Um. Yeah, I mean, some of these players these days are looking to pick and choose who they can play for. And at 17, obviously, he's, he might be in the England youth setup or certainly, you know, under the radar or it on the radar. But 
at the same time, he's going to make a choice. And this isn't going to tie him to Canada playing in this friendly either. So unless they play a competitive match, it's not going to tie him. So you might as well uh, take the opportunity. And the reality is Luca Coliosho was called up by Canada as well, not, not too long ago. Um, and now it's very much the Italian setup and is, is looking great for Burnley in the Premier League. And it looks as if that, that ship sailed. Hey, Jimmy's here. Hey, Jimmy. Good morning. How you doing? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for asking. How was a uh, drop off? Drop off was uh, was pretty good today. Yes. Cool. Cool. Same spot where I drop them off every day. Every day. Same mm-hmm. routine. Same yelling every morning. Yeah. Same shit, man. Yeah. What's same what shit? Learning anything? What are they what? Before? Are they learning anything? I'd like to think so. They seem more educated when they speak lately. Maybe the teachers are good this year. And that was just you. Yeah. <laughs> That's not Jimmy's influence. So tell us, Jimmy, what, what, what are you thankful for oh, ahead fuck. of this Thanksgiving weekend? Seriously? Football-wise, otherwise? Football. What's there to be thankful in football right now? It's not like it gives back. <laughs> 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 it doesn't get back. No. <laughs> but I will say, uh, listening to Footy Prime, um, you know, aspiring professional footballers. There's many of them, I'm sure. Don't listen to Jimmy or Craig. Okay? It, it's a pretty cool gig, you know? And it will keep paying back your entire life. <laughs> I'm sure it will. Uh, why are we lying, Charms? Why are we lying this morning? <laughs> God, what a depressing show. Jeez. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's try and elevate the energy here. We're talking about Canada here, Jimmy. The Canada squad that was announced. Some new faces. <laughs> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Okay, let's go. What are we um, talking about? It? What are your thoughts on Milan Borian being recalled? Christ almighty. Well, I, okay, just to clarify. Jimmy wasn't here. My, my headphones died, so I missed Craig's answer. So I yeah. don't know what he said. So I want to hear your, and they won't tell me what he said because they're pricks. So I want to hear your opinion now. I think, uh, I think you had to bring back a few of the older experienced guys. I don't think uh, yeah. Morrow's going to come in and, you know, just right away change everything. You can't, you know, slowly you got to put your stamp on the team. And Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. 
you know, bring in your style of play, your players that you want, but you, you can't have drastic change right away. So he's right in what he's doing, bringing back a few of the experienced players to keep a little bit of common, familiar faces in that dressing room. Do you think he plays Milan or does he go with Crapo? Uh, if I'm him right now for this match, I'm going with Crapo. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Crapo. Because now I want to start seeing what Crapo is all about. He deserves a shot and an opportunity. Boran's had plenty of opportunities. And now Boran's role is, yeah, okay, if he can get a few games here and there, great. But at the same time, now you've got to be there and share your experience now. And do, you help think the program. do you think he's that type of player, though? I don't, well, I don't know him, but I don't see him really mm-hmm. being that veteran presence who's going to sort of shepherd the players along and be that supportive guy in the, in the background if he's not number one. I would like to, I would like to think he's got enough professionalism and, and class inside, inside his soul to help out <laughs> this, this national team and with the next generation, just like we all did. We all played a role. Um, and look, even when, when we went and watched Stacks in that, the national team training and he was, came straight over, said hello, had good conversations. He seems like a good guy that would, that would do that. I think so. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, in 26, he, he won't be, he'd be older, obviously, Milan, but I mean, it'd be something that he, I probably think that he's going to, I mean, if I was him, I'd be trying my best to keep fit and playing well and at club level and, and be in that pitcher for 26, even if I am going to be older. I mean, we've seen it before. I mean, what was Dino's off when he won the World Cup for Italy? Is he 41, 40 at least? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Biello, he's made some keepers. Discussed some young players coming in. Uh, Harry Patton's come in. I don't know anything about him. There's a lot of experts on, on social media right now, by the way, know all about these players. I have no clue. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, do you expect to see anything dramatically different from, from the setup under Biello compared to Herman? I mean, he, he served under Herman for years. So, you wouldn't expect to see too much different to what we've seen, would you? Uh, I would like to think so. I think you'll see something different. For sure you will. See, the thing is too, right? What, what people forget, like when you're, when you're a coach and who you are as a manager, it's not like you just wake up overnight and go, this is who I am. You are a byproduct of every single coach that, that you've had along your playing career, from your youth team manager to the academies to the first team, wherever you played, university, all those managers leave a little impression of who you're going to be as a, as a manager. And you take all the best of everybody, and that's who you are. So he's, he's worked under some good managers um, as a player and as a coach. And you're going to see eventually who Morrow is as a, as a manager because that is going to come out onto that pitch, the way that they play, who they are as a team. Um, You'll see who he, who he really is. He's not going to do the exact same as what John Herdman did. There's no point because that's not him. That's fake. That's false. And he wouldn't do himself any justice. So um, I think you'll see a little bit of change and a little bit of style of play of, of who Morrow is as a manager. And look, he, he's got experience. He's managed in MLS as well. He's been assistant in the national team program. So he knows what he's doing. And I think you'll, you'll see his identity come out. 
Do you think he's really afforded that time, though? He gets the interim tag. Like, will he get enough games to really show the players and the the fans, the pundits, what he's actually made of? Like, what his style is? Do, do you think that he's granted that time? Uh, well, as an interim, you'd like to think he'll get a, a few games out of this. So his impression's got to be very good this first one going into this uh, Japan game. Now, I couldn't picture a, a worse game for him to be playing than against Japan in Japan. That is such a difficult match. And Japan is so good at the moment. Um, but I think you'll, you'll, see, you'll see a difference in the way that they play. And I know that he's behind the scenes. He's been talking an awful lot to the players. Um, you know, seeing, because you, you want to get a better understanding as well if the, if the players are buying into what you want to do as, an, as a coach. And are they going to accept you after working with John for so long? You know, and you, you have these conversations just to get, uh, just to get more of a, a reassurance that, yeah, the players, players like the idea of you coming in and, um, and then they're going to buy into what you're going to preach. So he seems to be good with it. He said he's, he's had some good calls with them. Um, but I definitely will think that you're going to see a little bit of a, a different style when, when we play against this Japanese team. I think time is obviously a problem, Amy, and I'm not sure he's going to get that time and the amount of games that, you know, to, to prove himself. That's, that is definitely an issue. So try to make a, an impact right away. But like Jimmy says, we talked about this Japanese team who's scored at least four goals in their last four games. <laughs> you know, you don't want to get rolled over like uh, El Salvador did the other CONCACAF team that got smashed by them 6-0. So it's uh, not the easiest game for an interim manager to come into after a long, long break. But the boys will be buzzing because they haven't been together for some time. So I think that'll that's a good thing. But uh, time is not uh, what the Moro is going to get, I don't think. Although there's no hurry for a first-team manager. There's no, they don't have to make a, a hire anytime soon. So from that point of view, he's got time. But I'm not sure there's enough games. But we'll see. Well, ne- next month is uh, what Nations League, which kind of doubles yeah. up as the Copa America qualifier. Right? Yeah. It should be fine. I, I can't. My internet's awful. I can't even access websites right now apart from this. So uh, I forget who they're playing. If it's even been confirmed yet, has it? Do you know? Not sure. I don't think it has. No, it hasn't been confirmed yet. No. So, I mean, he'll, they, he'll get, they, they do. I mean, they, they're going to try to get a manager in quick because of the buildup that's coming up, right? Going to the Copa America, Nations League, and then you got obviously the World Cup in 2026. So, I mean, ideally, they'd want to get somebody in as soon as possible. And, I mean, you hope more as a Canadian will will get that opportunity and get the, a fair fair chance at this. Yeah, they say uh, they won't hire a coach until they hire a general secretary, which apparently is going to be before the end of the year. So that's yeah. obviously the next big big hire. And then well, you still got Jason and Divos is in with a chance as well. I know um, we all know behind the scenes he's. He's working away and trying to put things in place um, for if he does get it or even if he doesn't, there's still a little bit of structure in place that he's, he's working on. So I know there's, there's Jason would love to get that job and Moro would love to get the head job. So, you know, who knows, who knows what's going to happen and which direction they go. I'll say this, Canada Soccer's social media game has stepped up significantly the last uh, few weeks, big time. They have a new uh, uh, director of communications, Paolo Senra, and uh, I don't know whether it's his doing. It sounds like it might be, but uh, it's it's looking pretty good right now on social. They're, they're doing some nice things. 
which is, listen, I know it doesn't decide or, or change the issues in Canada soccer, but it's a, it's optically, it makes them look a little bit more professional. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the other thing is, so just to give his title right, Chief Communications and Content Officer. So it actually is a big deal because it uh, puts someone at the head and who's accountable. And if he misses things, you can holler at him. He's actually been very good with us getting back and forth um, on a communication style. And I appreciate that as a communications person. That's something new. <laughs> the win baby steps everyone baby steps <laughs> by the way you mentioned the world cup uh what do you make of this 2030 world cup dubs six countries three continents is to to celebrate the centennial of the world cup so there'll be three games in, in paraguay argentina uruguay i guess to kick things off and then it's over to europe and north africa morocco spain and portugal it's kind of the way things are moving, isn't it? I think for World Cups, having multiple countries, given it's 48 team World Cups and just the costs involved. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I, I like it. And I think even from the, the women's perspective, they're looking at that uh, joint bids as well for the next Women's World Cup. But I think that um, just to move past that announcement a little bit, is, is it not just prime opportunity for Saudi Arabia to swoop in in 2034, right? Hundred percent. Like, because oh, you take out all the competition, right, for bidding. Yeah, you take all those boxes. Like, the oh, day that was announced, the, the same day it was announced, Saudis announced their official bid for the twenty thirty four World Cup. Convenient. Yeah, and and four journalists were had disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke, Saudi. Uh, representation. <laughs> yeah, that so was Dan you. Wong. Dan Wong. <laughs> like he's a guy. At 46 Osler Street. Yeah. <laughs> Just be aware of this. Be aware of this, okay? That, um, that's 2034, right? So that's, that's 11 years from now, give or take. Um, hopefully by that point, Footy Prime's grown, grown, and grown. And we're all, by that point, the most powerful um, network in, in world sports. And we'll be in Saudi Arabia. And just think about what you, <laughs> the look on your face. Like, oh fuck! That's right. Well, I mean, between Forrest and I, we're 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 already buried. We're like <laughs> him, him and his bone saw comments from. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna pinpoint the podcast and send it to the Saudi representation. Just go. This is Craig Forrest. Yeah, I'm not going to any embassy anywhere. <laughs> Honestly, what do you reckon the odds are of us still doing this in 11 years' time? I like to think it's pretty good. You think? We enjoy it. <laughs> 11 years. Jeez. It's a long time, right? It is. It'd be awesome if we were still doing this at 11 years. We'd all have, like, I'd have grandkids maybe. Could be grand, grandparents by that point. Yeah. Even more irrelevant than we are now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're alive. Oh, Jeez, my yeah. God. <laughs> well, listen, you better be, Craig, because the way your bloody casket's being built, man, it may not be ready to go by then. Uh, I know. Our, our parlays episode. are coming together. <laughs> yeah, we're, how, what are we at? Like $5 of winning right now? No, five, no, we're five. two bucks up. Uh, two bucks up. Okay. Yes. Do you want to do some picks now? No, but before we do that, can we just like put a bow on that World Cup discussion? Like we're already talking about 11 years from now, and that came from the Men's World Cup. The Women's World Cup finished without know, like in Australia and New Zealand without knowing where the 2027 World Cup was going to mm. be. We still don't fucking know 
But oh, we're talking about 2034 for the men's World Cup. Let's make sure. Oh, that's are you all making sorted, this another man thing again, Dubs? Yes, yes, oh. we are. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> are. Jimmy's rubbing his forehead. <laughs> I hate having a penis these days. <laughs> uh, oh God. That didn't get you a job, a coaching job? No. Do you no. see me? I'm on a goddamn podcast. <laughs> 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 you also want about 18,000 CPL games a year. Yeah, they put me and behind the scenes. Yeah. No, that'd be uh, but interesting, though, eh, with Saudi Arabia getting it. I mean, they're probably sponsoring all the petroleum for all the flights for the World Cup before that. <laughs> <laughs> Free flights. Traveling around the world. Yeah, we'll pay hey, for Jim, all that. Hey, Jim, there'll be a, a Green World Cup, so they say. Mm. A Green World Cup, whatever that means. Um, all right, listen, let's get to some footy picks before we wrap the show. Got a few more topics still I want to get to quickly, but uh, let's get to some footy picks before my computer actually blows up here, okay? Sound good? Are you ready? Yeah. Are we we on on so DJ Mello D. It's Shake it, baby. Shake it. <laughs> Um, can we? I also have to uh, shout out to, uh, to our friends over at Tony Bet, our Footy Prime supporters uh, club. We're asking for odds on uh, NWSL and WSL, and within a day and a half, uh, they got all that market up. And there's a web page that we'll share later on uh, today. But I just want to give a big shout out to Tony Bet because everyone should have an opportunity to gamble on everything. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Equal opportunity. Yes. I like That's that one. Uh, speaking That's of cool. our supporters club, they've put in their parlay for this week. And I think I got it right this week. If I haven't, please let me know. <laughs> um, so they have uh, Spurs over Luton. They have Halifax over Valor in CPL. And Inter Milan beating Bologna. That gives you a parlay of plus 429. So five bucks will win us and Craig's casket fund, $26.45. I like that. That's so after that, we're actually below below 500 bucks, which is oh, starting right. budget kitty. So uh, <laughs> we're actually negative kitty? money right now. Hmm? <laughs> Nothing. He's, he's pussyfooting yeah. around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where do we start here? Who wants to go first? How about the players go first? Craig? I'm going to take uh, Tottenham over Luton as well. I'm going to jump on the supporters. Tottenham over Luton. Okay, let me just find uh, England here. Are we allowed to pick the same matches? No way. We should challenge each other to pick different matches. Well, I'm sure we're not going to pick all combination. Okay, as long as different combination. Okay, because I mean, I think at this point, what we've got to do, we've got to do to get money. All right. So Craig's sticking Spurs over Luton. Yeah. All right. It pays pays minus two or three Spurs on the road. Uh, Jimmy, I'm going to take Real Madrid to beat Osasuna. Real Madrid to beat Osasuna. By the way, we talked about it that last year, didn't we? The performance of uh, Jude Bellingham. He is absolutely mm-hmm. beloved there at the Ridiculous. moment. I know a couple of hardcore Real Madrid fans, and they just are, are out of this world. So minus three twenty-two for Real Madrid. So so far, quite the gutsy parlay thus far. Spurs being Luton. And Real Madrid beating Osasuna. All right. <laughs> wow. Ballsy. 
Dubs, where are you going? Well, it is the penultimate weekend of competition in the NWSL. And so I'm taking Kalen Sheridan's wave over North Carolina Courage. Wave of Come on, the Sheridan. Their last five. And they're coming off an impressive 2-0 road win versus Thorns. So I'm going with the wave over the Courage. Mm. The wave over the Courage. Okay, where are we here? Wave. Okay. They so beat the Thorn away, did they? They did, yep. Ooh. So finally, we've got They're some plus money in that table. one. That really helped this, uh, this parlay, actually. So, let's see the bet slip here. Okay, where are we? Oh, that's a tight one. <laughs> All right, so Spurs purge? over Luton, Real Madrid over Osasuna, and the Wave over the Courage, plus 540. That pays. That's decent. Five bucks, then we'll win you. $32. Ooh. Mm. All right. I like it. I like it too. Okay, Wonger, let's go for our parlay now. Let's let's see. Let's see. I am <laughs> no. Like, I was I was Come gonna on, go. I was gonna go. To, I was just gonna say I'm gonna leave Tottenham Luton for JC. I'm looking at MLS and I'm gonna bet against the Toronto Football Club. Oh. And because I have no belief in their heart right now, as uh, Jimmy went on a tirade yesterday, a well-deserved tirade, Jimmy. People are talking about it. You're in the news. Um, so I will take. Sorry, I will take the, the New York Red Bulls. Okay, mm-hmm. you know that is minus three eighty-four, right? TFC are paying <laughs> plus eight forty. Wow! So you're gonna go yeah, the other shite. way. Should we go the other well, way? Just, yeah, no, we're not going to win. You're right. It's just, okay, there's much value. That's my point. But maybe we'll make it up in the other bets. Be conservative. That's quite all right. Did you guys see okay, that JC. graphic? What Sorry. graphic? The, that I sent over, it was the, the XG. And like, not the game flow oh. model, but the XG from Charlotte against TFC. It was, T- it was comical. TFC's XG was 0.1. <laughs> yeah. So guys, I had no idea. Explain that to me before we finish this picks. What is it, what I was it's, why I looked at it, but I didn't understand it. It's expected goals, so it was oh. very lopsided in Charlotte's favor. Okay, Charlotte wasn't. I think what it was a three point one or something. Expected. I don't know what theirs was, but it was inversely zero point one is is, is is unfathomable. Yeah. Okay, uh, JC, where are you going? Well, I so like, am I allowed to do Craig's thing? But I'm not going to. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Right. So I'm going to go. Uh, You're always allowed to do Craig's thing. Oh, I always do Craig's <laughs> thing. <laughs> Fulham over Sheffield. Um, I feel mm. poor Sheffield. Poor Sheffield. <laughs> poor Sheffield. So that's where I'm going to go. Okay. That's minus 153. There's some, so I won't bore you because Jimmy gets angry at me, so I won't go too long. But there's some uh, good value on the road as per usual, but some interesting matches. For example, Newcastle, West Ham. You get plus money for Newcastle on the road. I like that. Even West Ham's story, Newcastle are the informed team in the Prem right now. So I'll go with that. That pays us plus 347 for the Red Bull to beat TFC. Fulham to beat the Blades and Newcastle to beat the Hammers. $5 would win us a pretty $22 in that one. Place bet. Bet is... Wait for it. 
wait for it. It's gonna, it's <laughs> your internet's not not uh, cooperating. I am, I am not thankful for your internet today. No, no. I think no. it might be my computer. I might have to go back to my new computer. This is my very old computer, which did it, mm. it did well for the last few weeks. Okay, done. All right, that's done. Okay, so before we close today's show, um, did you see this that that Leo Messi has made Miami's nominations for MVP? MLS MVP and best newcomer. He's played four games. They gave him and Busquets as their nominees for MLS MVP. Isn't that taking the piss out of those players that have been there all year and have been part of this resurgence too, despite being smashed during the week? I know that. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think that's bullshit. Like, come on. Yeah, Are they trying a bit too like- hard there? It's on the outside looking in, though. If you're Robert Taylor, are you fucking pissed that Messi got nominated? I don't think you're. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, you're not. He's been finishing all of Messi's passes. Without without that, where are the assists for Messi? Without Robert well, Taylor. Without Messi and Busquets, they were rock bottom and the worst fucking team in the league. It's four games, Jimmy. Look where they are now. Winning well, trophy. The playoffs, and a trophy. Yeah. And a trophy. Won a trophy. But I don't understand why they put so much emphasis and Messi comes in and he plays this league's Mickey Mouse Cup between the Mexican teams that didn't even play in Mexico. And then he gets himself obviously injured and he's not playing in MLS. It's almost like, and they could finish in the bottom three. No fucking, like, they don't, I don't get it. It just doesn't seem like, why didn't they leave him out of the league's cup and play him in MLS? Like, what, what are we talking about here? Silverware Forest. They want it. Silverware. The league's cup is like that. That's like the inner Toto cup that we won in Europe for fuck's sake. Actually, the inner Toto is way harder than that. Like league's cup between the 15th and 16th best league in the world. Woohoo. Put that on the pedestal. <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares? <laughs> I'm with Craig. I think it's, it's a joke. This so who do you give I mean, it to, Sharms? Bottom of the I table. I have no idea. Dubs, I don't know. Do I haven't got an answer to? for you. Taylor's been great. He's been really great. I don't know. But all I'm saying is four games. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from his influence and what he's done to that yeah. team. Obviously, he's incredible. And I love the whole story. Big, but just you, four games and your club says you're our MVP. It was part of his contract. That's one of the perks that was. It might in. well be. <laughs> yeah. It might well be, yeah. Anyway, I thought it was kind of ludicrous, but well, quite honestly, who gives a shit about MVP anyway? Anyway, um, CPL final weekend, Jimmy. Still lots to fight for. Which games are you on this weekend? I've got uh, Valor and Halifax, and then I have Calvary and Pacific. So, so how do you big, see this big, shaking big out? Weekend. Big weekend for Ottawa and York, both trying to get into that last playoff spot. And then... You've got Pacific and Forge who are fighting for that second place where they can play a one-off game to get in the final. Now, if Halifax ends up winning and the other two teams lose, then Halifax could finish second, which means Calvary and Halifax would be playing for that home advantage for a playoff playoff final. So it's an exciting weekend. And they've actually changed a couple of the games to be played at the same time on Saturday. That's great. Can you explain, Jimmy, how this playoff system works? Yes, so first and second will play against each other, okay? The winner will go straight to the final. And then they've got uh, five and six end up playing against each other. Um, 
And then they'll come into the the playoff bracket as well. The winner of that. Now, there's a team that wins the one and two. No, I think it's four and five play each other. Five and and six don't. Yeah, four and five play each other. Yeah. Yeah. This is the winner one and two get the home match for the final? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they'll get the home match. Do you like the system? It's very different. I do. Yeah, it's different. I, I do like it. What I what I would love though is for me with playoffs, especially especially in this league, have have two games. Have a home and away. Have a home and away. So that way, at least you you make playoffs. You can celebrate in your own cities, respective cities. Fans come out and support it, rather than all of a sudden you know you make playoffs and you might not get a home game. Even so for the final. I, what? Even for the final, home and away. Uh, or maybe do do one off for the final, but at least mm-hmm. the other games they should be, they should have home and away. Is there a hey, reason Dubs, why they uh, very quickly, what's... Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. My internet okay. mm. Hey, Dubs, quickly, uh, what's the vibe in Montreal right now? Got a point during the week. It's been a yeah. terrible slide, though. It has. Um, and Lasada's face, when Lapalainen scored that equalizer at the death, that was the last kick of the game, um, was he was completely devoid of any emotion. He was just, com- like, stoic. And so it was just like they, they just needed to get that in order to claim something from that game to keep that playoff or the playoff hopes alive, right? But uh, they've, they've not been playing well. So every, everything to play for on Saturday because they've not looked like a team who's, who's fighting for a playoff spot. The, the body language has been poor. The effort has been, been poor. So it's, um, I, I mean, I've looked at the partnerships up front. That's an issue. They can score goals, but that's been across the season. Kyoto's back. So that's good, but it's about, you know, developing that. Is it too late to develop that uh, chemistry with the Poku who has been the one constant up front. Um, so, yeah, I like, like I said before that, that trio in the middle of the park with Piet Saliba and, and Chouinier, that they're really what keeps this team ticking. Um, so um, I, I think that, you know, Portland is, is going to be a, a tough, a tough contest. So anyway. So, I mean, they're, they're facing like that international break. If things go sideways on Saturday, then they've got nothing to play for with that decision day matchup against Columbus on the 21st. Yeah. See, this is what we, we talk about as well, where teams need to start peaking around this point of the season, right? Going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Where TFC's gone the other way. They're just crumbling. Montreal is winless in seven now. You know, this is, this is not the time to have your hiccups come towards the end of the season. We must give credit no. to Vancouver, though, who put their ticket to the playoffs. Yeah, Vancouver's brilliant. They're fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I was Richie watching that one, too. Really good. Really good team. Now it's good to see well, Richie LaRea get one, hey? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. love him out there already, don't they? Surprise, surprise. He's one of those who players that wherever he joins a new club, the club loves him. Just the energy he exerts, yeah. the edge. Great player. I yeah. guess Vancouver's officially in the playoffs now. Yeah, yep. they clinched. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's tight uh, okay. in the East. Yeah, yeah. We gotta go. <laughs> it's my entire like time, long, isn't it? Longer's pants. <laughs> <laughs> and you can all see that on Saturday night after I get drunk. Tiger, my man. tight pants, more tight pants. <laughs> How long's my delay, by the way, today? About seventeen minutes. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> Not bad. I promise to rectify it the next show. 
I'll bring my, my, my other computer. So I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, enjoy the weekend, everyone. Thanksgiving. We'll have uh, something or other for you on Sunday night. We're not sure quite what yet. Best of or Monday's podcast. It's going to be good, though, because JC's working diligently on it. And Charmin's Proper Pies. You can get some uh, sweet tarts. And what do you got for, uh, for a promo, Charms? Well, that's a great question. Now you mentioned it. We have some uh, a new pumpkin tart. Now, Ooh. I'm not a big pumpkin pie fan myself, but we thought we'd make it into tarts this time around. They're selling, flying off the shelves. We got our turkey dinner pie flying off the shelves. Uh, Downfall store in Toronto is open today. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And the Pickering out is open today for the weekend. But of course, you can order online at shamansproper.ca. Now that you ask, Wonga, but thank you for that. No, you're welcome. But you know what's funny is how his internet started to work really well while he had the <laughs> Fuck you, Sharbs. Happy Fucksgiving, no, everybody. Yeah. It was it was happy Fucksgiving. <laughs> happy the minute fucks Dubs giving. jumped out. The minute I'm Dubs jumped no out. No fucks. <laughs> yeah. Could it be the last person on each? No, because I wasn't the last person on with the internet. Maybe it's a system issue. Because Dubs jumps out and now my internet's fine. Hmm. Dubs is a problem. We'll, we'll dig into that this Thanksgiving this. weekend. We've talked about this on, on the dark web. Dubs yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Have a great one. We're thankful for you, our lovely footy primers. Uh, keep buying yeah. newspapers. Gobble, gobble. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. <laughs> All right. Nice one, boys. Good show. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.